Hey, welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. My name's Brandon. Hey, and my name is Craig. It is good to see you. Good to see you too. We are, and what's going on with you over there, man? I, you are just over there chuckling and laughing. We're and, a little giddy this morning. I don't know. Are. I, so we're recording a little later than normal. We are. I, I got in a little bit later than I wanted to. Um, but my endorphins are going, I think, and that's why I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm all, you know, just. You were popping some pills or medication over there, so yeah, I don't know if that just, has anything to do with it or not. It's just some natural stuff. Okay. But, uh. Um, Let's go with the natural. Thing. Right? Okay, yeah. Right. But no, I went running this morning for the very first time. Hey, congratulations. Since, yeah. How'd that a, go for you? I made a mile in 13 minutes, 13 and a half Did minutes. Did you? Now, I didn't run at all, but. Right. So I, I started raw. I ran about two tenths of a mile and was, my chest was like super tight. I'm like, oh, oh this is going to be fun. Um, and so I started walking a tenth and running a tenth, walking a gotcha. tenth and running a tenth. And, and it, it worked out pretty good. It, Beautiful morning though. Oh my goodness. It awesome was morning. It was great. Yeah. It was gorgeous this morning. In fact, you know, well, we have to just say that the weather has been awful. Pretty. <laughs> no, it's been pretty good actually. Although yesterday I thought it got a little warm. Uh, yesterday was Sunday, and um, we October were up the tenth. October tenth was like eighty-four degrees or eighty-six degrees. That's a little warm on yeah. the tenth yeah. of October, and looks like the same thing today, about eighty-two or eighty-three degrees, and um, got a couple of eighties coming into the forecast. And so I know you're wanting that weather to go down because you you need that. Uh, what do you call it? That good hunting weather. Yeah, I'm looking for a cold front. Like you are. I want the cold front to move in so I can get in the tree stand. I'm going, uh, kids are off school Friday, so I'm going to get out Friday morning. High of 91 on Friday. Is it really? No, I'm just oh, teasing. Goodness. <laughs> it's going to be nice in the morning, so I'm going to get yeah. out in the morning for a little bit and just have to wait to see where I'm going to go based off of the wind, what the wind's going to do. Well, hope, hope, hope it will be the perfect uh, temperature for you as you go into your hunt. Maybe you'll get something right then and the hunt will be over. Maybe. How awesome would that be? I've got two tags. So. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. the hunt wouldn't be over. The then. hunt wouldn't be over yet. Yeah. So you're feeling better. You're looking good. I noticed, uh, you know, every day you're you're getting stronger. And yeah, um, every day's getting much better. And still, you know, still have my moments. Still have a little tightness in my chest, but nothing, nothing crazy. That's good. Yesterday, I uh, leaned over to Clint when you uh, you probably saw us because you were, mm-hmm. whenever whenever him and I are sitting on the front row and. We lean in to talk. It seems like every single time we do that, I look up. You're looking right at us like, is he talk- are they talking Catch- about me? Uh, see, here's the, here's the thing about me. My vision, I'm like a, a hawk, man. Right. Like I can see movement out of the corner of my eye without, you know, without even looking. And it's like, I, I could see movement. So it's like, okay, what are they doing? You're better than I am. I can barely see out in the crowd when I'm up there. Right? So, But, you know, that's, that's a different well, see, thing. See, you're taller, so the lights hit you in the face. I there get, you go. Let's I'm shorter. I'm, I'm, I ride low under the exactly. lights. Exactly. So, but I did lean over to him during the first service and, um, cause he was sitting on the front row with me, um, you know, as we're winding things down. And the last song that we did, what was the very last song it was? The very uh, last song was Glorious Day. <clears throat> that's a good, uh, that's a really good yeah. uh, tune. And, um, so, you know, everybody's into it and people are clapping. Oh, and man, and this was, is during the first service. Yeah. yeah. And um, I leaned over to Clint and I looked at him and I was like, I think the boy is back. Because <laughs> I said, you were uh, you were up doing the normal stuff. Yep. And that was the first time that it looked like that you had actually cut loose a little bit. And, yeah. you know, kind of got into it. So I was like, that's good to see. So that's that's good that you're Yeah, it's good. Back good to be and, back. Know. I got to uh, announce the North Union football game Friday night. I've been supposed to be doing I saw know, pictures. all of the home game. Yeah, and they didn't you... come from you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Came Are you from talking, somebody else. You're talking about Clint's pictures? No. Oh, really? Came from Kevin Beal. Oh, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, if you're listening. But anyway, yeah, he yeah, sent me so a picture. I've got a great are... group of guys up there. Kevin Beal is one of my guys. Um, Bouncer Klein, 
um, Mike Mike Klein. I know him as Bouncer. Um, Rick Clark. Um, Glenn Smith was up there with us this past week. I saw week. that. Um, Corey's going to be back taking his place again. Corey had uh, some family stuff there. They had a wedding this weekend, so yep. he wasn't able to be there. And uh, James Latrell. And, gotcha. and so just a great group of guys. I was nervous going into it because, you know, like I said, I was supposed to do it from the beginning of the year and right. then got sick and wasn't able sick, to. Yeah. And, yeah. um, so I kind of like jumped in head first with this one because it was homecoming. So I was a little nervous. I don't get nervous about a lot of things, especially mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. but it was like, okay, but it, it, it worked out really well. It was good. good. Um, just excited to be able to, you know, serve the community in that mm-hmm. way. Just a little different. A little different deal there, there, but it looked like a full house up in the uh, was, in that nest with all the RCC people. It was up a there, full so house. Yeah, I think yeah. This weekend, hopefully, the weather's gonna be a little cooler, so that'll be a, a little bit nicer. I think it is too. supposed to be a little bit cooler. And uh, you mentioned Corey. It's Corey Smith, right? Yep, he's up there with yep. you. Um, Corey, if you're listening, did you see his beard yesterday? I did. That thing was fine tuned, man. Yeah. That thing was fine tuned. Okay, so I can't grow a beard like I'm gonna that. talk about him. I'm going to talk about him. It was okay. fine-tuned. It was very fine-tuned. He tuned. went on Friday um, to a barber and okay. got that thing touched up. That's what he so said. That's why it looked so good. He said they straight razored around yeah. it. I mean, that thing, it looked it looked like it rolled out of a magazine. I mean, it was that fine-tuned. Yeah. So, so anyway. Corey, you, you make guys like me who um, can't grow a full beard really well, you make me jealous. But <laughs> it looks great on you. And and so congratulations on that. Yeah, he's got a good beard. Uh, you know my son Dustin. Of those of you who know oh, him, Dustin. he's got a good beard. Dustin's just got good hair all around. I mean, exactly. he's got the we call it the Jesus hair. Exactly. You know, not that we know exactly what Jesus looks like. <laughs> exactly he's, right. He's got the American Jesus hair. We'll, exactly we'll say that. right. Um, but he's got the big beard. And, and then my son-in-law Jonathan Mack. Oh man, man, he's got a good beard. It's like uh, Civil War. You know, yeah, uh, type. You know, like Ulysses S. Grant. Exactly. It's just not gray. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right that's getting there yeah like he could i think he could shave and like three days later have a full-on beard again. exactly he could shave at eight in the morning and by 12 right. the next day he's got full-on going you're right i don't know how he does it but uh me mine comes out in about three weeks and it's all blotchy yeah so. mine's blotchy too it's getting better but now that it's getting better it's there are a lot of we'll call them silver i've got a lot of silvers coming in yeah silver yeah. Oh. silver so Oh, we're, it's not Christmas not yet. Not Christmas sorry. yet. Yeah. Sorry. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you search through your Sirius Satellite Radio for uh, your Christmas station? Oh, no, I did it. I need to do you that. Find that. I'll look that up for you. Yeah, if it, you, it was last year like uh, 92 or something, wasn't it, or 101 or something like that. I'll hop the cruise and see about that. Because, yeah. if, hey, if Christmas is up on uh, Sirius XM, I'm there, man. Yeah. I love my Christmas music. There you go. Um, had a pretty good weekend and, um, got the, um, went to Cincinnati on Saturday and, um, had the uh, honor of baptizing my granddaughter, That's Isabella. Great. And, That's great. Uh, yeah, it was great. And, um, it was her ninth birthday. Oh. And she, uh, also wanted to be baptized on her ninth birthday. That's so, great. uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was quite, uh, it was quite the thing. And, um, you know, it's, I, I can't explain how, you know how that is, you know, because you know it's your grandchild, and she wants you to baptize her. And I just felt really honored, and um, it was it was emotional. And uh, you know, you just love your kids and your grandkids so much. And words really can't describe how much you love these oh, people. Man, so, yeah. um, but it was uh, it was really good. But I will tell you this: <laughs> we got uh, we went into this like river in Winton Woods. It's in Forest Park in Cincinnati, and you would think that okay cincinnati ohio you're not going to have like wooded area and things like this is like out in the middle of nowhere and it seems like you're a million miles away from the city right 
So we went down into this river and we scouted it out and I forgot my water shoes and uh, that was a bad thing. The rocks were so jagged. I did not think I was going to be able to walk across on them. So I had to have Dustin to help me get his Izzy out into the water. And once we got her out, we got her down and it, it was, it was really good. So that was a good deal. And I got, Anita and I brought our other granddaughter home, Evelyn this week. So she's with us this week. And so that's always fun to have one of the grands with mm-hmm. us. And, um, so yeah, so we've had a, had a pretty good weekend and, uh, yeah. church was great yesterday. I thought we it was a good service, big house, packed house, packed and, house, both, both services. Yeah. You could have second service when you, when we started, you could have like parked a semi truck exactly in the front, right? But it filled yeah. in pretty it well. It did fill in. Um, but yeah, new faces, lots of new a faces, a lot of new faces. Last couple of weeks has been like a lot of new people. Yeah. And so that, that's just great. Just great to see God move and see people excited. I've seen some Facebook posts lately from, you know, people who, who attend here, who've been right. attending for a little while, um, not super long, but a few months, um, about half a year or so, and just of their excitement for exactly. RCC and what God's doing here. Exactly. And, and I think that that excitement then feeds into other people. And, right. And you know, right. you, you don't know what a post like that's going to do of, no. of bringing people, you know, whether it's here or not, but at least shining a light on Jesus. Yeah. And at the end 100%. of the day, that's, that's really what it's about. It's not exactly. about building our numbers to make us look good right yes we want more people here right but that's because the more people are here the more people we can tell about jesus the more people who maybe already know about jesus you know we can help grow in their walk right and and so that's it's it's been exciting It, it has been and it's one of those things where we live in in a day and a time in in a world in 2021 and our culture is just ridiculous right now i mean it is just it's it's just i've never seen anything like it in my life and so um and i mean you know this and anybody who's listening um you know i've been dinged a lot for for things and probably somebody's listening who's dinged me right and um but i've always felt like especially right now since march of 2020 with what we've gone through Mm -hmm. just the whole politicizing of um, you know, I'm just going to come right out and say it, this whole medical tyranny that we're seeing right now right. and people being forced to do something that they shouldn't be forced to do and going to be losing their jobs because of whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of, well, medical tyranny, right. um, from the top leadership positions from the white house down. I mean, we've got people who are just rogue and here's the thing about church now. And here's the thing about God. I really believe with all my heart that people, including myself, need to be challenged by God's word. Mm-hmm. And we need to be, I don't know if the right word is buffed yep. or a little bit maybe uh, refined on right. where where God wants to take us because um, truthfully, honestly, I don't think we've seen anything yet. Correct. I think we've just, I think we've just dipped our toe into the water right now right. of what is actually to come yeah. and where, you know, we feel like that we have been so oppressed. I don't think the oppressions actually come because right. We're still going on vacations. We're still going to stores and we still, you know, we're, we're feeling it, but we're not really feeling it. You right. know, we're feeling it, you know, when you have a truck and you go to the gas pump and it costs you $82 to gas up, you feel that kind of thing. And you're like, you're, you kind of grumble under your breath a little bit. But I've always felt like that right now we have such a, um, opportunity. Not only to challenge and to be challenged, but to actually, when we leave the church and we get into, you know, the, our neighborhoods and our jobs and whatever, to literally be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ Absolutely. to where we can actually steer people to something than what you 
see today, right? Wow. Fear, dismay, oppression. And, um, you know, in the middle of all this, it's kind of like, uh, you know, yesterday, it's like we have victory at our fingertips. Yeah. Literally, Absolutely. we have victory yep. at our fingertips. And it's through the almighty power of God's Holy Spirit living inside of us. Yep. And, and I know that's really hard to grasp. And, and I can't explain it sometimes because it's kind of hard to get to the point where you're like, Here's exactly what it is. And I know what it is, and you know what right, it is, and right. we tried to explain it yesterday of, of what that is. But um, for me, though, I've got to pick this up, and I've got to walk mm-hmm. with it. I've yep. got to let this – it has to be who I am. It's not just I'm, – I'm Craig Brad's. You know, I live in a certain place. You know, I work at this place, and I'm going to add Jesus to that. Right. It's literally Jesus Christ is my life. My name is Craig Brads, yep. and Jesus affects everything about exactly. who I am. Exactly, and that's the way that that is supposed to be. But, um, but yeah, I, I just feel like that. You know, you mentioned that people. You know, you've seen posts on Facebook, and and I've had people say, you know, I've invited several people to come with me, and they've come, and and, and I just think people are searching for something right other than what we've actually seen today. Yeah, yep. and um, and I believe it's one hundred percent God, His Word. The saving message of the cross and the For open sure. tomb. That's that's what I believe the message that the world needs to hear today. But um, yep. Well, and, then, and sorry about that. No, go for you it. know we. I've had a burden over these past you know year and a half or however long it's been because I've seen so many churches that aren't carrying the torch. Exactly. So many churches who have caved or so many churches who have um, changed or altered their their. You know their lingo, and right. and they they've given in to you know the world really. Exactly. And I was convicted, and I'm going to be preaching here in a few weeks um, on Ezekiel 37, and because I really feel like the American church um, is is a lot like the Valley of Dry Bones, right? And um, I think there have been times where our church has been like that, but I, I've over the past few weeks I've been excited because mm-hmm. I've seen the excitement mm-hmm. and I can see God breathing life into this body and mm-hmm. I can see God breathing life into other bodies of Christ throughout right. you know this region and 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 throughout the world as I'm seeing things and so you know God's working God is ready to breathe life into us so that we can you know tell right. other people we, we you you said it we have the greatest message mm-hmm. To share with the world, right, and and that has to be our number one priority, and um, so you know, I think that you know we have been, I personally have been, mm-hmm. like that valley of dry bones. Oh yeah, but we have to be aware of that and say, you know, right. God, breathe, you know, breathe your life into me, right, um, right, and so that's yeah, it, it has been ex- excitement. I think that's the word that I would you know, used to describe kind of what I've seen here right. at RCC over the past right. few weeks, you know, and just, just little things like the, the night of worship. We talked about right. that and just to, right. you know, to see how many people came out for that and just exactly. to be able to worship. And, um, the night of prayer, I wasn't able to be at the last one, but I heard that that was just a great time. Um, had a good group of people here. Exactly. Looking forward to the night of prayer this coming Tuesday at seven o'clock. Tomorrow night. That's tomorrow. That is crazy, isn't it? My brain's still not functioning right. I think that. Well, now join the club. Mine hasn't been functioning for years, but anyway, right, and I've right. been dinged for that too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, tomorrow night. Can you believe that? It's seven o'clock. So hey, let's put the plug in. So there we go. There we are. Right? There we are. Todd Norquist put a post on Facebook earlier. Now that you we're talking about our brains, and right? I thought this was hilarious. He said, 
God is so smart. He knew when we get older, exercise becomes even more important. So he gave us brains that automatically conform and require us to make two trips to get what we used to remember the first time. Today, I'm counting that as a blessing. <laughs> That's so. good. I like that. <laughs> what did I come in here for? <laughs> exactly. I've done yeah, that. I've been there. Right. Well, we were, uh, you know, we've been, um, getting back to our, you know, conversation of the, of just what we're going through and, you know, the challenges and ch- being challenged and, you know, God, you know, raising you to a place that you need to be, but we have to be willing to be raised. Exactly. And right. I have to be willing and wanting to be right. raised because, you know, I cannot tell you how many conversations that I've had with people where they have told me, you know, I, I, I just don't want to get in God's way. And this is, this is, this is what I think is almost exciting about what mm-hmm. time we're going through because people are like, I don't want to get in God's way, but I'm just so angry right. at what comes from the White House. I'm so angry about what's taking place and what is happening in this country. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I've tried to explain to people that um, anger is an emotion mm-hmm. and sometimes anger, you can have a righteous anger. Right. I am very angry about abortion. Yeah. I cannot tell I'm read about abortion and I think it's not me personally, but I'm 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 in anger over the lives of these little innocent children who have been however they have been destroyed and then um it's almost just like voodoo. It's like yeah. Nazism, yeah. and um, so I'm I am violently angry about that, and it, and I believe it's righteous because I go back to God's word, and I believe God is angry yeah. about that, and so yeah, I I think that we can be angry about a few things, but I I think that when we allow that anger to ride over that emotion and feelings to ride over our facts of yep. who God is. Then I think and we that's allow what, it to control us. Exactly. It, it then dictates what we do. Exactly. And there, there's a line. Yeah, there is. There, a line. There's a line there. And so I, I tell you a verse that's been, um, literally stuck in my craw. And I think we've brought this up on this podcast a few times, but, um, it is actually in Philippians four and it's, um, verses, um, Starting with verse six, um, and it's verse six and seven. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And this is the part here and thank him for what he has done. Mm-hmm. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. There is a phrase in, in that, in those two verses and, and it's at the end of, um, it's at the end of verse six where it says, tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Yeah. And so in the middle of all the things that are taking place in this world, I, I read that and you know what word pops into my mind? Worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The worship of God. Yeah. Tell God what, you know, thank him for what he's done. Basically I'm praising God for what he has done. Right. In the middle of this, in the middle of this crazy times, I can thank God for what he's done and I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise God. Now, I can still be angry over that, but right. if I'm worshiping God and I'm telling God and I'm praying to God mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, things are going to, he just said, I'm going to have this peace. Exactly. I'm going to have this peace that passes all understanding. And, um, so I think that's one of the things that, you know, and I know you've talked about worship, you know, so much and, and all that. I think that's one of the things as a Christian and as a follower of Jesus Christ that I have to worship God every mm-hmm. day. Yep. I have to glorify God every day and I and I sometimes feel like as a follower of Jesus Christ what we do is we just worship God 
on Sunday, right? Or right. we worship God uh, when there's a corporate type worship. Right. But I've always looked at what we do on Sunday morning as an extension of yeah. my daily worship to God. Yeah. And now I might not be singing the songs we sing on Sunday. No, no, no. But no, I'm no. worshiping God through whatever place that I'm at, and that can come in different yeah. forms. But where I'm glorifying God in my moment to moment life, and where I'm literally focusing on just worshiping. God for who he is. Yep. And it gets back to, you know, Philippians, yeah. you know, four verse six. And I absolutely love, it. don't worry about anything. Mm-hmm. If I'm worried about stuff, guaranteed I'm not worshiping right. God. Right. Because your mind is elsewhere. Exactly. Instead, pray about everything. Yeah. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Yeah. I think the biggest, um, for me, just as I have read through the Bible and, and I've, I've looked at just different accounts of worship and what worship looks like, and, and obviously you've mentioned it. I'm very passionate about that and very passionate about the fact that worship is not just something we do on Sundays. Correct. Worship is not just music. No. Um, it should be a lifestyle. And um, one of my favorite accounts is the first time in the NIV, at least, that the word worship is used is with Abraham and Isaac, where he goes to sacrifice mm-hmm. Isaac and, and and God has told him, you know, he's got this one son that God promised him, and now God's like, okay, go go kill him. And um, I think one of the biggest things that one of the biggest ways that we can worship God is obedience, right? Obedience to His calling in our life, obedience to the Holy Spirit, exactly. You know, and and that's what Abraham did. Abraham's worship because he when he, he they got to a certain point and he left the servants and the donkeys and he he said, "You stay here with the donkeys. The boy and I are going to go over here. We will worship." And we will return to you. The boy, did he use the word boy or is that, is that another translation? It might be another okay, translation, but, um, but he was saying, you know, him and Isaac were going to go. Exactly. They were going to worship. His worship in that moment yeah. was obedience to God. And think how hard that was. It, absolutely. I mean, think about it. Not just on his, but I've heard a lot of different, um, mm-hmm. a lot of, of different speculations on that. And just with, as people dig into those verses and, right. and are, you know, reading into that. Isaac was probably not like my son Christian at eight years old, where I could do you know whatever I need to with him. You know, right now mm-hmm. I can I can rough him up and mess him around, and but there's going to be a point where he gonna be able to stand his ground to me. Oh yeah, and we're gonna get down and wrestle, and like I'm gonna have a hip pop out of place or something. Yeah, he's gonna take you down. He's gonna take me down. He's gonna take you down. And and so what a lot of Bible scholars think is that Isaac was you know past that point. Isaac right. was. Old enough, A, to understand what was going on. Yeah. You know, he knew because the amount of wood that they had to carry, um, Isaac carried it all. Mm-hmm. And the amount of wood that they would have needed to have carried for that type of sacrifice was more than a, a child could carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was old enough to know, and he was old enough to be able to right. resist and fight back. But, you know, not only was Abraham obedient, but Abraham, Abraham. Abraham. Isaac. I like that. <laughs> but Isaac was obedient as well of of not resisting. Right. And so, you know, that's one of those things that when I get to heaven, I really hope that there's like a, a movie theater. And right. like God will play back some of these accounts. Like, I want to see that. I, I want to see how that interaction went down. I want to see um, Jonah with the big fish. Okay, here's the thing. Think about this for just a second. Can you imagine like 100%? That, that, that God could actually, which he could, he could do anything once. But can you imagine if you actually got to see this take place? Yeah. Literally take place. 
and he's God. So maybe he could just dump you in the middle of the entire scene where you actually feel like you're there. Right. It's like a 3D type. As long thing. as he doesn't turn me into Isaac, I don't care. <laughs> or like you're, you're, you're Jonah for the, for the three days. I'll be all right with that. That'd be cool. I'd love to see you in the belly of, <laughs> right? <laughs> now we've talked about this. Do we talk about that on the podcast? I don't know. Of my, what I think happened because I've got some pet peeves. Like one of them is when people call the fruit of the spirit, which is singular. It's all, you can't pick and choose what fruit. And they call know, it the, and they call it the fruits of the spirit. Right. It's, they're not multiple. It's one. It's one big fruit. It's all big, one big fruit. And God has called us to have each and every single one of them. Well, the other thing is when people call it a, uh, a whale, Jonah and the whale. And, and part of that has been, you know, just the publicizing of books and right, movies right. And, and all that stuff. But, you know, it says that it was a big fish. Exactly. I think, personally, and when I get to heaven, this is not going to matter. Like, I am say right now that I'm going to ask God about it, but it's going to be the least of my worries because I'm going to be focused on worshiping him. Exactly. But I want to know, I think that God created a special big fish. I do too. To create or to swallow Jonah in that moment. I do too. And there was never one like it beforehand. There was never one like it after. Exactly. Um, I, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. And um, the worst part of that story for me is not really being swallowed. Vomited. Is he vomited him up on the beach. Right. Brr. Yeah. And um, anybody that knows me, not real good with that. Yeah. Not good with that at all. Yeah. So I can't imagine being, and, right. you know, maybe it was a special fish and it was a very clean vomit. It was a clean, it was a clean fish. Was. <laughs> it was very tidy. Maybe so. it was a very tidy vomit. I don't know, but gross. Let's move on. But What's that, the, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a moment there just thinking about that, about what right. we were talking about. Jonah wasn't worshiping. Jonah was disobedient. Exactly. Jonah went the complete opposite way. He went 180 degrees against what God was calling him to do. Right. And he kind of, kind of felt God's wrath for that. Well, I think Jonah is is a very here's the thing I love about the Bible. I love this about the Bible. As as you read through almost every story, every person, mm-hmm. there is something in every story and every person that you and I can relate yeah, to. Like, or at oh, least I'm I can. A, I'm a lot like that there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I am a lot like Jonah. Yeah. I, I could be a lot like Jonah. I could be obstinate. I can be stubborn. If I don't like it, I don't like it. And right. and I have a tendency I'm not going to do this. And um truthfully, I can understand Jonah's dilemma, um, but he seems to go hard, hard right. the opposite direction. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, God is getting his, um, but God is getting his intention, uh, you know, his, his, his attention. Uh, it's kind of the same with, um, you know, Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can relate to Moses. You right. know, I can, I can understand sometimes. Losing it, losing your cool because the people do, do nothing but complain and gripe. I mean, for 36, seven years, I've been in the ministry and, um, I get sick of hearing people's complaints and gripes. Seriously. It's just, right. I'd like, I, I said, you know, a, a whole, uh, like a real vacation for me would be if I could go at ta- a solid seven days and not hear one complaint or one gripe. That I have not been able to do that in 36 years. Right. And that would be awesome um, to do. And I mean, including myself. Exactly. Where I wouldn't right. complain or right. gripe about something. Um, but, um, you know, you look at that, you look at, you look at Peter. I was going to say, I see, I see a lot of myself in Peter. Yeah. Sometimes. Can you see Peter mm-hmm. in, in, in yourself? Um, you know, you look at all those things and like even Judas. I mean, yeah. I feel like I have betrayed Jesus at, mm-hmm. at, from, at times and I feel absolutely 
horrible right. um, about that. You know, you look at, um, you know, like the story of Abraham and Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, you look, you just start Joseph, David, yeah. uh, Samuel. Uh, you just start going down, Dan, uh, you go through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You, you start, and you start looking at those stories, you're like, and the older that I get, the more those things seem to pop for me. Those mm-hmm. stories become alive. They're not right. just good old fashioned, here's a tale and here's a story. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. this is like 100%. These guys are amazing, right. but they're also very human yep. and they show their frailty. Yep. And, um, and I believe that's where God's mercy and grace kicks in right. for all of us. Yep. Because if, um, if your story was written in the Bible, I'd, you'd be mm. like, or my story was written in the Bible, you'd be like, how could he be so dumb? Right. Exactly. But yet you'd see the mercy and the grace right. of God along the way. Yep, exactly. And you might see the being swallowed too. I don't right, know. Right. You know, it's right. like, um, but yeah, it's like yeah. the more you go down through that, it's like you could see yourself in a, in a lot of those people. And I mm-hmm. believe that's, I believe the more you read the Bible and the more you, Get closer to God. That's where God begins to work and to speak to you, and that's why the Bible's, you know, what living and active. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, I see um, myself a lot in Samson, just more of his physique and his good looks and muscles. And height. I was going to say Delilah his, for you, but his uh, height. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you don't know me, I'm a whopping five five hundred and fifty three and a half pounds. So. Um, yeah, you could be Samson at age 12. Exactly. But right, right? Uh, he still may have had me there. I don't know. So. Oh, good stuff. And we're not even started yet. Exactly. How about that? Everybody's like, are you guys going to ever get started right? on what you're supposed to talk about? Exactly. So, but yeah, I thought yesterday was a very good day. And, um, I just think the, uh, the power of God's Holy Spirit is absolutely amazing. Yes, and, it is. um, and I don't know for you. I mean, can you, can you think back in time in a place in your life where you really started to grasp the power of God's Holy Spirit and what that actually means? I mean, we talk about it and, and I'm not sure I actually fully understood it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it's always one of those things. The journey is ongoing. Does that make sense? Yep. So 10 years from now, I'm going to be like, Oh, I understand this so much better right, than I did right. 10 years ago. But when did you fully embrace okay this is something i have to grab onto and this is something for me to actually this is a gift for me that i have to do yeah i i don't know if there's a specific moment i i I can remember the very first time where i very heavily knew the holy spirit was speaking to me Mm -hmm. um i mean yeah obviously in those moments where you know as a teenager or even you know you know, prior to that, where you feel that tug of, uh, you're not supposed to be doing this. Right. You know, I think that's God's Holy Spirit kind of tugging on your heart of saying, um, mm-hmm. this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in high school, and we may have talked about this too, I can remember the exact spot I was standing in our, um, in our gym at my home church in Virginia when I just knew in my heart that God wanted me to go into ministry. And up until that point, I was going to be a dentist for some reason. I wanted to just call me Hermie from Rudolph. You know what? I'm, I am going to start doing that. So it's like, welcome to Grounded with Hermie and Craig. Hermie and Craig. (laughs) Um, but up until that point, I was like dead set. I'm going to be a dentist. Really? Yeah. I pulled every single one of my sister's teeth when they were ready to be pulled. And I just, you're kidding me. No, no, you can ask her. I had a fascination with it. I don't know. But in that moment, it's like God just impressed on my heart. 
you're going to be, you're going into ministry. Really? And, and, and it, it was at that point where just because I felt just such a heaviness of the Holy Spirit in a good way, it was like, wow, this is powerful. And I think that that's a way to describe it is, is the Holy Spirit is, is powerful if powerful. we allow it to be in our lives. Cause there've been other moments where I've neglected to listen to the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and you know, I still don't even think, I don't know where you're at with this, but there are times and most of the time, I still don't even think that I fully comprehend how much we can really tap into the, the power of the Holy I Spirit. I agree. You know, I, I still think I've just scratched the surface. I agree. And, and that's disappointing to me because it's right, right there. God has given it as a gift. You talked about that. You know, you give me a, a million dollars. Right. And, and I get in financial, you, you wrap it up in a box and say, here it is, you know, it's yours. And I get in financial trouble and, and I have to sell my house and I end up, you know, you know, selling my vehicle and, mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to find scraps to eat. But right. I've got this box that you've given me. A million bucks. A million bucks. And, and it's going to help. That's, that's exactly what we do mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. It's like God has given it to us. He's right. like, here, here's your gift, you know? And I agree with you 100%. I, I, if I don't even know the percentage that I would be right now in my life today as a follower of Christ when I'm actually tapping into the Holy Spirit. Right. Like, I would like to say I'm like 80%, but I'm going to lie to you if I say I'm 80%. Right. I'm going to say I'm probably around the 50. Or, yeah. I'd like to believe I'm at the 50. Right. At least the 50% mark. And, um, because, um, it, it is a constant, constant effort to be intentionally driven to walk in the spirit. And you mentioned a word a a few minutes ago where you said there's this power, the Mm -hmm. power that we get. And I believe that 100%. And I mentioned that almost at the beginning of the message yesterday where the church needs to be this powerful group of people that comes together in the spirit of God, not in my spirit. And what I mean by that is, and I didn't really break that down, is just like, here's what I think church should be. Here's what I think worship should be. Here's what I think you should be doing. Here's what God wants us to No, this is where you and I are a powerful group of people, and we are totally led by the spirit of God and where he wants us to go. Because you know what? I'll guarantee you this. If I follow God in his spirit, it's probably not where I want to go. Right. 100%. And I uh, said that the, I think I said yesterday, the New Testament word in the Greek for power is dudamus. And mm-hmm. I think you quoted that with me. I looked down at you just when I said I that. Did. And you, yeah. Dynamite. Yeah, which is yeah, dynamite, where we get the word dynamite. And that is a, that is the, that's a powerful image. If you light a stick of dynamite and mm-hmm. you throw it, that's power. But I mean, can you imagine if you threw 10 sticks of dynamite, what that's like, or a right. hundred sticks of dynamite? And I believe that's the power that we yeah. are to have as the church. One of us as a stick of dynamite, but you put a 300 of us together. Think about the power that we have in, in God through the power of his Holy Spirit. Yeah. When we tap into that. For so. sure. You, you've mentioned this quite a few times over the past, I don't know, couple of months, few yeah. months. Romans 8, 11. And and you've never officially, I don't think, quoted it. It hasn't been up there on the screen. Um, you didn't use it yesterday, did you? I did not. Okay. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. I actually should actually quote it because I actually don't because you're right. I'm always like right. – I'm always referencing it. Right. Well, yeah. and, and it reminds – every time you reference it, it reminds me of Jeremy Camp's song, Same Power. 
Okay. And, and the lyrics to that chorus just say, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Right. Lives in us. And, and what a reminder, you know, talking mm-hmm. about that idea of power. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Jesus, his dead body, laying in the tomb, mm-hmm. the spirit swept through there, breathed life. We were talking about that. Exactly. Know, breathed life back into his body. Exactly. Raise it. Think about the power that that takes. Oh, yeah. That same spirit lives in us. Is inside of me and you. It's inside of us. Think about that. And that, man, I feel guilty for not tapping into it the way Ex- I should. Exactly. So it, if, when you say it like that and you put it into perspective of living in 2021, why am I living in, in oppression? Right. Why am I worried? Why am I having fears? Why do I have anxieties? Why Why is there this weight on my shoulders? There should not be weight on my shoulders. I have that spirit that is living inside of me. Right. And if I am living in those things of anxieties and oppression and worries, then guess what? I am not intentionally tapping in to right. the power of God's Holy Spirit living right. in my life that has been given to me as a gift. Yeah. And you're missing opportunities like we were talking about earlier to worship. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, talking and trying to break down the, you know, the Holy Spirit. And and whenever you do something like that in one week, I always feel like I don't really do it justice because I could have spent two or three weeks just on the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and I was trying to give a little bit of background and trying to see what it does for us today. So I almost felt like we did a cliff-noted version of yeah, what we should have been doing. And, sure. uh, and I found I kind of felt bad about it, but then I didn't feel bad about it. Does that make sense? So, um, yeah. but I talked a little bit about you know, I asked a question toward the beginning, you know, how did the Holy Spirit come down? We were talking about the day of Pentecost, and I said there was really three different ways. It was audible, it was visible, and then it was understandable. And mm-hmm. we broke that down, the understandable part that, you know, God had given this supernatural gift to the apostles, and people were hearing in their own native language, and the apostles never even studied that before. So I, I really, I really like that. And and I read uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, that says, when they heard uh, the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can these? How can this be, they exclaimed. Uh, these people are all from Galilee, but yet we hear them speaking in our own native language. And I love that verse because it, it's showing literally the power of God. He's He's showing you exactly, here's what right. is taking place. This is something that cannot be explained, but this is truly the, the power of God. And, and I absolutely, I love how God shows that on, on the day of Pentecost, but, um, but there is a, um, um, we talked to you yesterday that at NASA, have you ever been to NASA before? I have, yes. Do you remember seeing the, I, I was like eight, I think, when I was there. So you don't remember that? I was almost 30 years ago. Well, really? Yeah. That is almost 30 years ago. So I think I think that was the last time I was eight or ten, but well, apparently it's been there a while. But unless they've changed it out, but, yeah, I don't um, know. It's it's been a long time. I don't remember a whole lot about that. I just remember about jumping in my aunt and uncle's pool and watching their um, their dots and eat an orange. <laughs> she would peel an orange and eat it. So I digress. You go back to what you, spiritual thing you were going to say. Oh, thank you guys no, for joining was... us today on Ground. <laughs> okay, so I don't remember seeing this, but I think there have been many ways that people have tried to explain the Holy Spirit. Right. And this was actually one of the best that I've heard. You know, I've heard I thought it, it was. Talked and... about a watch. You know, you think about that of, yeah. you know, you've got a watch. You've got an hour hand, a second hand, a minute hand, and they, yeah. they all three do – they serve different purposes. Right. But they all three worked right for the same purpose as well. Exactly. 
um, I think of an egg the yeah. same way. You know, you've got the shell, you've got the yolk, and you've got the right. the egg whites, and they right. they all three form an egg. Exactly, but they have different purposes. Um, and so, well, the the at NASA they have a you know a a model of the Apollo rocket that they send into space, and and I went through the three different stages, and so let me go through them real quick, just so everybody will know what we're talking about who wasn't here yesterday. But the three different stages of the uh, of the Apollo rocket is this: the first stage is marked by this tremendous blast of power, and the rocket launches from the launching pad. The second stage yeah. comes in, and this is the stage. And I said I think I said it was short lived, also, but it propels the rocket to the Earth's atmosphere, and it gets about 70 miles from the Earth's atmosphere. And then the third stage kicks in, and this is where it's the long-term flight to the moon, orbiting the Earth, and then it is the return flight back to Earth. And so that was kind of the three stages, you know, kind of in a nutshell. And then I um, – have, have you ever read anything about, you know, J.F. Packer? Have you ever read anything of his? I have not. So I quoted him yesterday, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think he's long gone to be with the Lord now, but I've read several things of him. He is very deep. He's very deep. And he's very, not only is he deep, but he's very, he's, you can understand him. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. He's very understandable. But anyway, here's how he described that explanation of the Apollo rocket and its three stages as based for the Holy Spirit. He says, these three stages of the rocket provide a, a fitting picture of the movement of the Holy Spirit and the launching of the church. On the day of Pentecost, there was this tremendous power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. God lifts his church into existence, and it was also repeated in Acts 10, where we find the Gentiles finding salvation. The second stage of the rocket could be compared to the miraculous gifts of the Spirit passed on to the laying on the hands of the apostles. They gave direction and evidence of God's stamp of approval during the time when the apostles lived. The third stage, and I like this part, he says, could be the personal indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is vital for every living, breathing Christian mm-hmm. today. Like the rocket, the church has come to its third stage in its long flight through the ages. The Spirit works in every believer inside their inner life as he directs them with his power. Yeah. And I like that. That's great. And you know what? I think you're right. And that's why I threw that in there. That was one of the best explanations, mm-hmm. quickly, simply, yep. nutshelled, to give you the picture yeah. of really how the Holy Spirit works. Exactly. Now, honestly, his explanation was a little bit longer, right. but I had condensed you it had down. To, right. I had to condense it down because you're you're going to lose a little bit in that. Right. But these are legitimately what the idea was mm-hmm. as as we went into that. So, yeah. And again, every one of us who have been baptized and believer of Jesus Christ, we've been given the gift of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yep. We got that power. Yep. Yeah, that's it's sometimes just hard to wrap your mind around. Exactly. You know, it's like, again, I don't utilize it the way I should. No. I utilize it sometimes when it's convenient for me or right. when, you know, but I don't tap into it the way that I need to. Right. I love the quote um, from Star Parker. Right. That, that's some good stuff. She it said, is. She said, as you and I grow in our love for God. Our relationship to Christ also grows deeper. And and I think this quote just really shows the importance of they're all three connected. Exactly. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all as one. You can't have one without the other. Exactly. And so she says, as you and I grow in our love for God, our relationship to Christ also grows deeper. We then allow the Holy Spirit to work in our life to transform our habits, transform our thoughts, and our actions. Then we grow deeper with God each day. 
and it's, it's like a, it's like a cycle. It is. It is. It's exactly what it is. It is 100% that. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but uh, yesterday I went to the store in the evening to get some stuff because Evelyn's here with us. And um, so I was there and I was actually just spinning it around. And I don't really do this when I'm driving. Right. I just have my stations that I listen to. So I was listening to um, uh, Landed on. It was John Piper's voice. And I was like, oh, I wonder what he's talking about. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. Really? And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Right. And it was just literally like a five-minute blurb. And so I sat in the truck, and I listened as I got into a Walmart parking lot and as he finished up this quote. But here's what he said. This is literally – I wish I would have had this quote for mm. yesterday. Legitimately, this is what he said. What you and I need to do as a follower of Jesus Christ is to tap into the God's powerful Holy Spirit when things are going well for us. Oh, absolutely. And that's where I'm convicted. How about that? That's where I'm convicted. I tend to tap into the Holy Spirit when things aren't going well. Right. I tend to tap into the Holy Spirit when I'm tempted and and he's like knocking on my door like, hey, exactly. genius. Um, you know, don't let that frustrate you. Don't right. whatever. And, you know, and I don't tap into the Holy Spirit when things are going well. Yeah. That's what he that's said. That's where I'm convicted. Tap of. into the Holy Spirit when things are going well and watch what happens. Yeah. I was like, wow, I wish I would have had that quote for, <laughs> for this morning. So I've, I've logged that one in. And so I wrote it down on a piece of paper as he was doing it. So I'm like, that's coming out sometime. Oh yeah. That absolutely. one's coming out sometime. For sure. That was so. So good. Yep. But you're right about that. I mean, and I, and I love her quote that you, that you just read because you're right. It is a cycle. Mm-hmm. It is a cycle because as the more I, I, I grow deeper, the more that I understand, the deeper that I go, you're going to, you are going to tap into right. that spirit. Yep. And it's going to be a journey. Oh, and I think to, to also realize you can't have a relationship with the Father. You can't have a relationship with the Son without needing the Holy Spirit as well. Right. Because if you're growing with the Father, then you're going to need the Holy Spirit right. at some point or another, whether right. things are going great or things are going not yeah. so great. I, I mentioned yesterday, we we already talked about worship, and mm-hmm. I, I briefly mentioned that. I brought up like charismatic churches. And yeah, charismatic, yeah. Yeah. And, and I said one thing I think we can learn from the charismatic church is there is they know how to worship God. I would say passion. They've, they've got they, passion. They have passion. Now, let me ask you a question because you're a worship leader. You've mm-hmm. been doing this forever and ever, and um, – if I am walking in the spirit of God and I'm worshiping God in his spirit, okay, you following me? Mm-hmm. And I'm doing this daily. Don't you think that my worship to God is going to be inhibited? Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be about is somebody watching me right. if I lift my hands in the air? Because uh, there's been times where I'm like, oh, I, I, li- I feel like I need to lift my hands in the air, but I don't because what if somebody watches me? What if somebody me? sees me? What if what somebody if- sees me? What if they think I'm weird? So did my worship to God at that moment all of a sudden go south because now all of a sudden now the worship is no longer about God? Well, I no think and, – and, and it's all tied together. Yeah. I think that urge inside of you mm-hmm. to raise your hand wasn't a, a Craig Brad's feeling. Right. That's the Holy Spirit. Yes. Saying, hey, these words that you're singing right. aren't mere words. Mm-hmm. They are giving God ultimate glory for who he is. Right? Let him know that. Mm-hmm. Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that our response through worship on Sunday, and you kind of mentioned this already, I think it's a direct result of the worship exactly. that we have throughout the week. And and so, you know, not I'm I'm I can't judge. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging anyone and if you attend RCC and and you're listening to this, you know, don't think I'm talking about you. But 
I think if we were more intentional of worshiping God throughout the week, then our worship on Sunday is going to show, and we're not going to be worried about what people think exactly. about us. You know, it doesn't mean that you were talking about. You gotta me, run, I was talking about you, you were talking about me. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you got to run up and down the aisles or, or right. do cartwheels or what. Not that either of us could do a cartwheel. Um, Bro, if I did a cartwheel, I would be in traction. Right, you would. You would uh, probably dislocate your shoulder. I or would something. definitely. Right, yeah. um, but it doesn't mean that you got to go crazy like that. Yeah, but if you feel that urge to raise your hand, you know, and 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 I've I've actually honestly, you know, I talked about seeing God breathe life into right. RCC. I've seen more of that. Mm-hmm. Not that raising your hands is right or wrong. You know, I think there right. are people out there that they get on, you know, these discussions of is it right or is it wrong? Is it right, right to do this or wrong to do this? You know, instruments, no instruments, new, old. It doesn't matter if God's being honored, right? If God's being glorified. Um, but I've seen people who, and you can tell sometimes they're a little nervous about raising their hands, but they do, right? And, and, and so I've seen that change of people saying, you know what? It's my worship's not for all these people around Mm -hmm. me and it doesn't matter what they think. My worship's for God. Guarantee you this. When we get to heaven, Mm -hmm. our worship's not going to be like this. Oh, absolutely. I'm just telling you. Yeah. It's not going to, it's going to be, it's not going to be a little strained like it is right right now. It's going to be uninhibited. I believe we're going to be giving it up. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to happen, but, um, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really good stuff. I, I threw in a quote yesterday by R.C. Sparrow and I, I thought it was funny. That's good stuff. <laughs> he said, he said, you know what? He said, I'd rather restrain a fanatic than try to resurrect a corpse. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that because yeah. I'm like, it, you know how impossible it is to try to get somebody to do something and they're apathetic or there's no life to that. It's, right. it's impossible. Yeah. You just can't do it. And I think he, I think you hit the nail on the head there, called it a corpse, and I think that's that's really good. And so we kind of closed out yesterday with um um the message with, you know, what can we do today? What can we do as a follower of Jesus Christ for, for right now? And right. um you know, and I think the thing that we need to realize that God promises that that when we become a Christian and we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit when when we're baptized, and that's a promise. It's one hundred percent. It's not well that might happen. No, it's one hundred percent it it's a promise. And um and I love the fact and and I don't know if I said this yesterday or if I thought this but what happens is when I am baptized and I accept Christ in my heart, he removes the sin from my life and he gives me the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So he replaces it with something. Right. And I love that about yep. God. I absolutely love that. And um, so I gave like six different ways that the Holy Spirit can work today. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we can close this out with this part yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, the first one was the power to witness. Do you believe that? Yes. Have, yeah. he, he gives us the power to be bold and well yeah and that just points back to Jesus's final commission you know that's that's our goal exactly go and tell the world exactly and i believe right now in 2021 i'm going to just say this in 2021 and since march of 2020 in the last 18 19 mm-hmm. months we have had more opportunities to be bold yeah. in our life for jesus yep. christ than the 50 previous years combined. Mm-hmm. I believe with 100% with all my life because Romans one sixteen says, for I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. And I yeah. believe that message is, is 100% true. Yeah. And I believe the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be bold, to stand our ground, to share our faith in Christ, to share what Jesus Christ has done for this world. So. Yeah. The second one was um, the Spirit works through the power of prayer. And, um, 
I believe that. Yes. With all my heart. Absolutely. I and I love, that. um, you know, you, you talked about even in moments where, and I've been there, I think you've probably been there where it's like, you know, you need to pray. You just don't even know what to pray. Exactly. It's like, I don't even know how, how to form words, to, you know, but God knows mm-hmm. even in those moments, just spend time right. in silence because the Holy Spirit is going to interpret for you. And, and that's the whole, that's the, go- the awesome thing about the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, I mean, you've been there. I've been there. Yep. Everybody probably listening has been there, and you just don't know what to do and how to pray. Yeah, and and it just you know it goes back to the importance of prayer, and we we've, we've talked about this. You know, one of the things we kind of joke about it now, right? But one of your like one day I'm going to quote you and have your picture up there. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know. But you've said many, many, many times, prayer is the most important thing that you'll ever do. Yep. And and I love the James McDonald quote you used yesterday. He right. said, "If we are too busy to pray, then we are too busy to receive the power of God." Fervent believing prayer lies at the root of all personal godliness. It's true. Yeah, that's a good. Quote. That is a very good quote. Yeah, very good. The next thing is the power to conquer temptation, and this mm-hmm. is huge. Yep. This is huge. And I read a verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and this verse is so good. But here's what it says. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful, and he won't allow the temptation to be more than what you can stand. When you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure it. So I stopped there for a second, and I broke that down because I asked, how many times have you heard God's not going to give you more More than what you can can handle? Than what you can handle. Not it's not true. Not true. Not a yeah. verse. But that's what that verse I just read is kind of the the offshoot that's from where that. they're taking. That's it where from. they're taking yeah. it from. It's the temptation. Right. He's not going to give you a temptation more than you can stand. Yeah. Because I think I I think I actually said I don't know if I said it in both services, but I feel like God has given. I feel like things in my life I've been given more than what I can stand. Yeah. Right. It's been it's been grueling. Right. Like I. I've never sweat drops of blood, but I, I don't know what that would have been right. like, but my insides were so heavy. Yeah. It was more than I could bear. Mm-hmm. I was sick, physically mm-hmm. ill. But temptation wise, yeah, that's 100% true. Right. And, and the uh, truth is, is, you know, that's right. Like you said, that's 100% true. He's not going to give you more than you can handle because he's going to give you a way out of it. Give you a way now, there have been in my times in my life, where I haven't taken that way out. Exactly. You won't take it. I saw somebody um, who goes here post that verse yesterday on Facebook. Okay. And it's so funny to me, but it's so just, I don't know, I, my heart is heavy for people because they take and they they try to say that Scripture is not, not true. It's like they believe in Scripture, but then they, right. they say, and this person wasn't doing that. This person posted this Scripture. Okay. And then there were people who were coming in under, and and they were like, "Well, that's not entirely true. Yes, it is. That's God's word. That's exactly what it said. You then, if you gave into temptation, that's not God's fault. That's your, your fault. fault. God gave you a way out. It wasn't more than you could handle. You just chose not to, not to do it. Right, one hundred percent. And if you're not walking with God, and you're not allowing the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to drive you, or if there's not some conviction." Yeah of your foundation and belief system in God's word, then yeah, you're probably not going to even think about it. You're just going to give right. into the temptation yep. and yep. just be done with it, what and, it is. and do right. that. But as a Christian, that's where the, you know, where the rubber meets the road. We're, yep. we're not going to 
you know, yeah, we're going to give in temptations because right. that's what we do sometimes. But on, but generally, we're going to be convicted. And if I do give in, exactly, have you ever felt the the immediate conviction mm-hmm. of God's Holy oh, Spirit? Yeah. Well, that's why the Holy Spirit's there, right? Yeah, you can tap into it, and if you give into that temptation, you're going to be convicted of that. The what happens is when you're no longer convicted, that's where it gets really dicey, that's right? So, right. But um, uh, and I think if if you get to that point where you're no longer convicted. That's where you have to take a step back and say, okay, where am I in my relationship with God? Right. Because at that point, the Holy Spirit's not living in you. Exactly. And that's that's a danger zone, don't you think? It is. I think it's a danger zone. Yep. The fourth one, the power to convict sin. Boom. And that's true. Yeah. Absolutely true. Uh, John 16, 7 and 8, he says, in fact, it's best for you that I go away mm-hmm. because if I didn't, the advocate won't come. And if I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. Yeah. That's been one of, for a very long time, one of my favorite sections of Scripture. Yeah. Because think about how great it would be for you and I to be sitting here and right here next to us. We can even give him a mic. We'd have Jesus. Oh, wow. Right? Welcome to Grounded with Jesus, Brandon, and Craig. Exactly. You'd have to put his name on top. He would have to go first. Okay, gotcha. he, he, I would allow that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but just imagine, you know, if you got to walk every single day with Jesus, right. well, what Jesus is telling his disciples here is, I have to go away because God's a, he's got something even greater for you. Think about how think hard about that how would be to understand. Think about how important that is. He's like, if I, if I don't go, yeah. then God can't give you this gift. Right. That blows my mind. Yeah, and I think like, it blew their minds too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then I think on the day of Pentecost, they probably were like, okay, I kind of okay, get it. Okay, it, you know, righty, yeah. Where, where did this come from? I'm speaking exactly. in a different language so that yeah. they can understand. You know, let me ask you this question. We have the apostles with Jesus Christ, okay? Right, right. And, okay, for lack of a better word, sometimes they're very goofy. Oh, yeah. They're goofy. They're, they're, they're making mistakes. It's mm-hmm. almost like, uh, now what are they going to do? Right. But is it me, or is when Jesus finally goes into heaven, these guys are like the apostles 5.0. They're different people. They're to- It's yeah. like apostles part one, right? apostles right. part two. And these guys are non-wavering. Yeah. I mean, these guys are hard line, yeah. and, uh, which is uh, – I'm, gu- I'm guaranteeing it was the Holy Spirit Absolutely. God living inside of them. They literally had that power. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, yes. exactly. So you're right. That verse is – yeah, that verse in that scripture is is great, and and I love the fact that the Holy Spirit does give me a compass. Mm-hmm. He is my compass, uh, exactly. He's my directional point yep. To, yep. to do this. The fifth thing is the power to strengthen the church, and and I believe this mm-hmm. today yep. in twenty twenty one more than I ever have before. Yep. He literally has the power to give us the strength that we need in the days that that, that we are living. Exactly. And, um, you know, um, and I think RCC, I think our church. I think God's doing something here. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, agree. I believe that with all my heart. I, I can see it taking place and, and I, with the new people that he's sending here and, uh, you know, uh, just what the conversations that you hear yeah. and, and how God is moving people around and, and even, I mean, think about you and me and how God works on us yeah. and how he's changing us and getting us to a place, um, that, that we need to be. And then, uh, number six is the power to change lives. Yeah. And that's the most important thing yep, right there. Exactly. Just change our life. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, and, and I, he's done it in my life, maybe not as on a big of a scale as other people, but, man, yeah. I've seen him just take something so broken, something old, and change it to something new and exactly. fresh. And, you know, that's what I what I got up 
I mentioned, um, you know, right before communion, Second Corinthians five seventeen. Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone is in Christ, the old is gone. Mm-hmm. Look, the new has come. Yep. You know, he's turned us into new creations. Right. And so, yeah, that the Holy Spirit has that power to do that. Exactly. I read Romans eight. 13 and 14, mm-hmm. and this is good. It says, for if you live uh, according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live uh, by the Spirit, you will put to death the deeds of the body. Think about that. Mm-hmm. As you're, you're not going to do that anymore, which right. you just said. You're going to live. For as many as are led by the, the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's a good verse just to say that I need to be led by God's Spirit every day. Yeah, exactly. And I am, if I'm doing that, I'm... Definitely who I say I am. Exactly. And then, and then we have a picture of what that looks like. You, um, you read here in 1 John 2, 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Exactly. You know, and, and we sing right. a song by Passion, the band Passion, called More Like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And man, that is, there's sometimes that I just pray that prayer of right. God, help me to be more like Jesus. Mm. You know, help me to wake up tomorrow and be more like Jesus than I was the day before. And then the the next day, more like Jesus than I was mm-hmm. the day before. I should definitely be more like Jesus than I was a year ago. Exactly. Um, that's you know that's our guide. That's that's what it looks like. You know, you've got you know athletes. You know, you and I are both sports fans. Right. You know, we're both baseball fans. Right. You know, and I can look and I can try to. Um, I did it when I was you know in you know a younger elementary school, middle school, where I tried to mimic people's swings. And and I finally had to pick the swing that that worked for me. Exactly. I was able to look at that and use right. certain people as a guide to figure out, you know, how my swing was like theirs. But right. that's that's what we have. We have, you know, that guide to say mm-hmm. that's what I need to look like. Oh yeah. That's how I need to to be. Exactly. Um and so, you know, that's that's exactly I love that verse in first John mm-hmm. where it says, you know, if we're living, you know, if we're we're living in God, we should be more like Jesus. Exactly. Look like Jesus. I agree with that. And, uh, you know, and I think I mentioned, I even pulled James out from the summer last, yesterday yeah. where it's like, know the word and do the know word, the word but the know word. Jesus Christ and be like Jesus yeah. Christ. And, and I, and I believe that's, that's what it's like. And I'm like, if we're all honest today, I'm going to make, I'm going to mess up. I'm never going to be like Jesus Christ. Cause exactly. I am, I, sure. I don't even know what that's like, but I do know what that's like. Right. I do know what God wants me to be like, and it's to be more like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I think where we do a disservice to ourselves is when we give up. Yes. Where it's like, yeah. well, I'm so far. I there's just, no way that I'm never going to be like right. Christ. Well, you know what? No, you're never going to be Christ because you're not, you're, you're not, not perfect. But right. guess what? You can be like Jesus Christ. And, um, and, and I think that's an important, mm-hmm. an important point. And, and that's an important point even for me uh, right. to, to grasp because, right. you know, let's admit we're, we're human. Sometimes mm-hmm. Satan yeah, in is like, what are you doing this for? Right. And, you know, you, and thankfully that's where the Holy exactly. Spirit kicks in and be like, you know what? Don't listen to his lies. Mm-hmm. You're forgiven. You're victorious. You've won. You're on the winning side. Don't listen to him. And so you, you have to constantly always be listening yeah. to God in his spirit. So. For sure. Yeah. You, um, my wife asked me yesterday and I text you this. She said, um, Craig was talking and did you make a comment to him because he looked over at you and smirked? I said, yeah, I did. You were talking about how you, you, you said something along the lines of, and I'm definitely not a perfect person. You can ask people that know me really well who are close to me. Right. And I was standing over there and I'm like, Amen. Amen. You did. And, yeah. And you kind of looked and at me and smirked. Like, yes. So my, my parent, my parents got that too. My dad was chuckling about that. He said, I couldn't tell what you said, but I knew you said something. So, but that's true. I mean, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect, 
but with the the power of the Holy you're Spirit, you're not perfect, but you're amazing. But anyway, uh, well, you know, but with the power of the Holy Spirit, right, we can strive to be right as perfect as we can to be and more like Jesus. Exactly, so. and that's and that's the thing. It's just walking with Jesus and being more like Jesus, yeah. and then and I believe that's that's the that's the thing. And the only time I'm ever going to be perfect is when I'm actually in heaven, <laughs> stating with God for sure, for sure. And uh, and until that time. I live under the direction of God's holy, powerful mm-hmm. spirit yep. in, in my life. Yep. And so, um, but yeah, this is really, this is really good stuff. And it tapping is. into this is going to be the thing because we're going to talk about this. We talked mm-hmm. about it yesterday. People are going to listen to this and we're going to get done, walk out of here and something will happen and we'll react. And we'll try to do, we'll react exactly. on our own, exactly. own power. Exactly. Which and is not near as powerful as the Holy Spirit's power. No. And it, and it, what my spirit does, it, Irritates me, brings me oppression, it brings me fears, worries, right. anxieties, right. and all that. And yeah. God's spirit does not do that to me at all. Absolutely it's the opposite. So, yeah. but yeah, good stuff today. And Very good stuff. Yeah. So we've got um, a good week ahead. It looks like the weather looks pretty decent. It's and get better to rain. And I did see Saturday supposed to be sixty, highest sixty. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So I don't know if I am. But final soccer game Saturday for Upward Soccer. Perfect. So then maybe Saturday afternoon I'll hit the tree stand. It's going to be a high 60. Set in or actually hit it? Uh, maybe just – I'll probably sit in Okay, good. Yeah. Perfect. That'll be good. So that'll be nice for you. Yeah. And then um, here at RCC we've got uh, – of course we mentioned prayer night, night of prayer tomorrow, tomorrow night at yep. 7 o'clock. I uh, hope you guys show up and um, you know take part with us tomorrow and pray. And then um, we've got um, – Oh, what's the, the Go Grow crew that's Go and been Grow crew here on, on Wednesdays? Wednesdays. That's sec- for second and third graders. That's been going really, really, really well. Really good, I that's heard. exciting. Yep. There's like, what, 35, 40 kids that are involved in yep. that right now? Yep. Yeah. So that's been really Youth good. Youth group had a great day yesterday. Um, just shout out. We've got some very generous mm-hmm. people and, and actually had a couple of donations mm-hmm. that uh, allowed us, and it's, it's so neat how God works. Right. Because the donations that had come in allowed for um, 50 students to be covered, and we just – it was automatically – it didn't matter if 100 students showed up. Right. I think it was going to be covered for exactly. everybody. But the donations that came in um, were going to allow us to be able to pay for 50 students. That's awesome. And Clint texted yesterday and said they had 50 students show I up. I got that text. Yeah, that was and good. How, how, just how great is God in that? Yeah. You know, right? He, he wasn't shocked by that. No, he knew. He knew it. Knew exactly. And uh, so, 50 so, students. So think about that. A lot, uh, that's 50 students that showed up. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So thanks to those who, who donated to that and to our student mm-hmm. ministry and just a great thing going on there. That's just exciting. New students mm-hmm. are showing up every week. Exactly. And, and, and then they had the fifth quarter, right? On they Friday. Quarter, and they Friday had like 45. 40 some students there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was really good. So mm-hmm. kudos to uh, Clinton Christie yep. and all the uh, student ministry volunteers who work so diligently uh, and doing just a fabulous job on yep. working with our young people yep. and new people that are coming in. And They're not and so, doing a fifth quarter this week, but then next Friday they will. The, okay. the very last game of the season, they will do a fifth quarter that night until Perfect. 11 o'clock. So. That sounds good. And then uh, we got Young at Heart. We're now we're only go, go, we went from student ministry Students up to the Young at Heart. Right. 55 and over this Saturday night. I think it's at five o'clock. Um, if you guys are 55 and over and haven't signed up for the Young at Heart uh, get together, it's going to be in the fellowship hall here at RCC. And mm-hmm. you can call the uh, church office or email the church office, get your name on the list or get a hold of Glenn and Lisa Smith and they'll get you set and ready and going in the right direction. So that's that right. Be, uh, really good. And. What else we got? Oh, we got um, trunk retreat and 
Yeah, you you hit that one out of the park. Trunk or treat? Yeah, so trunk or treats October thirty first. We'll be on the corner of Blagrove and Franklin Street. Look at you, and um, that's going to be across from the bank in the bank parking lot, right next to Denny's drive through. And there are just a couple of ways that you can serve. If you're an RCC person, you can um, donate candy, individually wrapped candy. There are candy bins located throughout the church. Or you can sign up to decorate the back of your vehicle in a family-friendly decoration. Um, and it's just a great opportunity for us to go up there, circle the cars up, hand out candy, and just to shine God's light into just a dark world. And it's always fun to maybe eat, steal and eat a little bit of candy, too. And is there any truth to the rumor that you're going as Olaf? Maybe not. Mm, probably not. You'd be good Olaf, though. I do. We have a Olaf costume at my house. You should do it. I don't you still have I that? Do you still it. have that Rudolph costume? Remember, you got that for. Oh my goodness! I, now that I've lost weight, I might be able to fit in that better. Yeah, that was. It was Rudolph jammies. It was Rudolph jammies, and that was um that was a little tight. I think I, I'm trying to talk Todd into going as like a. Um, King size and a fun size candy bar. Him being king size, me being fun size. He he looks like a Twix bar. If we right? were, if we were yeah Twix bar. How yeah. about that? And you would be, I don't know. I don't know. A single Reese. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I just a little snorted. cup, like <laughs> a little cup. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, so trunk or treat. That'll be yep. awesome. And then um, we've got. Uh, oh goodness, the uh, new sermon series coming up at Christmas time, and we're just oh my. Ten weeks away from. Oh, hear the angel voices. That's a that good, was awful. That was terrible, bro. That was awful. If you can edit that out, try that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hear the angel voices is what it's going to be called. Exactly. Looking forward to seeing the new graphic on that. Yeah, me too. Okay, perfect. And, uh, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Going to take some time this week to work on that a little bit and um, get that in. Get that all together. Yep. Not all together, but get yeah, down the road exactly. a little bit. And, um, so yeah, so hope you guys are around here at RCC during Christmas time. We're going to be talking about the angels in the Christmas story and angels today working in our personal lives. And let's go all the way to December 24th. There we go. We have Christmas Eve services. That's right. Can you believe we're talking about Christmas That's great. right now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that is my favorite event, favorite worship service of the year. I love Christmas Eve service. Right. It is just – I think everybody's in a good mood. They are in you a know, good mood. It's just – it's a good time. So They are in a good mood, and they're they're ready just to, you know – My and, kids are all jacked up, ready for yeah. Santa Claus to come and all that stuff. So, yeah, you know. Exactly. Exactly. But, well, I think that's about it. I think we hit everything. Is that it? I think so. So we hope that you all have a great week, and – um Join us back next week. You know, Craig mentioned that if you are around RCC, we hope you will join us for Christmas series. But if you're not in the area, you can look us up on YouTube or follow us on Facebook, and we link our Sunday services to to the to our YouTube account. But if you go to YouTube and type in Richwood Church of Christ, you should be able to pull our uh, our page up there, like that, subscribe to that, so you get notifications. Do the same with our Facebook page. Do the same with this podcast. Like, subscribe, share it, um, so that um, you can share that with other people. And uh, we would love to be able to just to be a part of their life. Thanks for letting us be a part of your life. And um, we hope that you have a great week. Any parting shots from you, Craig? Hope you guys have a great week. Thanks. See you guys. Bye.